This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner, and you're tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show. It's great to have you. Thanks for joining us. And I am, of course, joined this week by Wendy Peppercorn. How are you, Wendy? I'm good, Tony. How are you? I'm good, good. Family's doing good. Back in school, fall sports. Fall sports, routine, schedule. Yes, everybody's doing well. Thank you. Those. Uh, it sounds like those are your love languages. Routine, schedule. You sounded a little, I don't know, there's a little voice inflection there. You sounded excited. You know, the summer's good. It's a good downturn, but the kids do need a little bit of schedule. I think we all do. Uh, at the end of summer, it tends to get a little... Uh, lackadaisical, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to get that back structure back going again. Yeah, maybe, maybe the parents get a little burned out, too, and want to ship those kids on out for a few hours each day. Yeah, at least a few hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun time of year. My kids are doing well. We got a foreign exchange student from Chile this year, so we're uh, we're having fun, busy with uh, soccer games and volleyball games and running the kids around, but it's a good time. Yeah, definitely, I'm sure. Good time of year. But we have a great show this week. You know, if, if all of your retirement assets, um, I think Social Security may turn out to be one of the best, think about it. You'll get a check each month, month after month for the rest of your life. And as inflation goes up, you'll get an automatic cost of living increase. A married couple could receive one to one and a half million dollars in benefits over their lifetime. So it's the perfect form of retirement income except this could lead to one nasty problem for you and a lot of others. Depending on your circumstances, you might be forced to include 85% of those benefits as taxable income. Now you might be saying, hold the phone, Tony. I thought Social Security was part of the taxes system. I paid into that. It is in some situations still taxable as income when you receive it. And you want to stay tuned because we want to tell you how these taxes might impact your retirement and what you might be able to do to avoid them. And if you want to help protect your retirement from taxes, now's the time to be proactive with that. Listen, regardless of how you feel politically, this last tax cut we had under the previous administration expires at the end of 2025. So we know taxes are going up January 2026. And we have to think about the status of the economy right now. Really high inflation, tons of market volatility, but more importantly, tons of government debt. For the second time, just a few years ago, second time in U.S. history, we have more debt than GDP as a country. And that could also lead to some additional increases in taxes. So so think for a minute about a married couple who ends up collecting over a million in lifetime on Social Security benefits. If 85% of that is taxable, that's $850,000 of additional taxable income over their retirement years. Now, this means spending a lot of extra money on taxes instead of travel, hobbies, you know, all that fun bucket list stuff that you dreamed about. So today I want to show you who will get hit with these taxes, but what we really want to spend our time on is helping you have the most tax-efficient retirement possible so that your money is spent having fun, not paying taxes. And and I think, Wendy, the first thing we have to talk about when it comes to Social Security is so many great ways to maximize it and get more out of it. Yes, definitely. When I talk about that, where you want to maximize the most benefit that you could be eligible to receive. 
And if you're retired or getting ready to retire, you no doubt have noticed that there's a lot of discussion right now about the importance of maximizing your Social Security benefits. The Internet's full of articles. There's loads of financial radio and TV programs. Commentators all stressing the importance of getting everything you've got coming from Social Security. Like you mentioned, Tony, you've paid into Social Security all your working years. Why not then get the most out of it? Certainly, until you look closer and learn that when they're talking about maximizing benefits, they're really looking at the individual delaying taking benefits until you reach age 70. And for a lot of people, that's not exactly what they're looking to do, and they don't know really if that fits into their retirement plan. And now before we go any further, it's important for me also to say that I do agree that delaying Social Security is a smart financial move for a lot of people. Certainly that can come into play more with, we look at it for married couples is something that we'd look to do. The problem that we have is that often articles and commentators give the impression that delaying benefits is the only way to maximize Social Security, and that's definitely not true. I think we talk about it often, and Brad, another advisor, quips in our office sometimes that there's 500 different ways to take your Social Security benefit, which is the right for you. You know, right now we're going to at least look at 10 ways to potentially increase your Social Security payments, and several of them have nothing to do with waiting to collect. One huge one is that we are going to focus on today is which is to reduce or possibly eliminate, Tony, the taxation of those benefits. Yeah, let's let's look at a Social Security taxation example. As I've already mentioned, some people are going to be forced to include up to 85% of their Social Security as taxable income. But uh, before, I mean, maybe your brain is saying, well, yeah, that's just for the wealthy. Um, that's not necessarily true. I want to give you an example, a hypothetical example of a married couple that likely don't think of themselves as being wealthy. And and please make this very clear that this is a hypothetical example, not a recommendation or advice for, you know, everyone's individual situation is going to be different. You want to work with a good, qualified fiduciary. But assume this couple has the following annual income, $22,000 of Social Security benefits between the two of them, another additional $20,000 of taxable income, and another 25000 that they withdrew from their traditional IRA or 401k. That totals $67,000 of annual income. Certainly, you know, nice amount for many retirees, but not necessarily an amount we would associate with those that are truly wealthy. Regardless, it's enough income to throw this couple into that rarefied bracket where 85% of Social Security must be counted as taxable income. That's an extra $18,700 of taxable income each year. Over 20 years, if nothing changes, that would amount to an extra $374,000 of taxable income, and it can get even worse. It could also mean that they would be forced to pay significantly higher surcharges on their Medicare premium. So some of these tax problems start to snowball. So Wendy, let's walk through a little bit on who might be impacted by Social Security taxation. And I think it's very important to also talk about that because not everyone is going to be hit with taxes on their benefits. But presently, around 50% of Social Security beneficiaries will pay taxes. 
the people who necessarily won't pay are likely those who have not done a very studious job of preparing for retirement. They reach the age when they would like to stop working and find that they have little extra money saved in their retirement accounts. And maybe this is because it was spent on putting their kids through college, which we know right now, Tony, is very, very expensive. And taking care of an aged parent, we're in that sandwich generation where people are living longer, you're helping your children and sometimes your parents as well, or there could be any number of reasons that you'd withdrew from your retirement accounts. People in this situation might find that most, perhaps even all of their retirement income will come from their social security benefits. And it's unlikely that people in this situation will actually pay any additional taxes on their benefits. The portion of people who could end up paying taxes on their benefits are those who are much better prepared for retirement. These include people who have consistently contributed to their 401ks or other retirement accounts through the years. The more successful they have been in building that retirement nest egg, the greater the likelihood becomes that some portion of their Social Security benefits will indeed be taxable, perhaps, Tony, even up to that 85% maximum. But there's something really important to understand about this. What often forces people into the higher levels of Social Security taxation aren't just the amounts of their retirement income, it's the sources of that income that can be a major contributing factor. The formula that the IRS uses to calculate if your benefits are indeed taxable and the level of that taxation can be very complicated. Some sources of income are counted, while other sources are not when determining the amount of taxes on benefits. For example, any qualified withdrawals taken from a Roth IRA aren't counted at all, because we know and we love our Roth IRAs are tax-free. But 100% of withdrawals taken from your traditional IRA or 401k are indeed counted in that calculation. This sets up a unique situation where you could have two people with the same identical amount of Social Security benefits, the same identical amount of additional income, and find that one pays zero tax on these benefits, while the other must include 85% of his Social Security as additional taxable income. Before spending too much time really thinking about this, and it may not be fair, it's also better to focus instead how it's possible in the planning to use this to reduce your taxes. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. And this is where, Wendy, I I think a good fiduciary can really help. You know, we talk a lot about having a comprehensive retirement plan. We call ours the Retirement Ready Roadmap. And so many advisors get stuck, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but they just focus on the investments. And that's not right or wrong, but you just have to know who you're working with. We take a more holistic approach. We think there's five unique areas that everybody should address when it comes to their retirement planning. And not all advisors do that. And, and taxes and, one, and Social Security and taxes is one of these ugly ones that can really burn you if not set up properly. It can set up a really vicious retirement tax cycle. I think the mistake that many people make when it comes to taking advantage of potential opportunities 
to reduce Social Security taxation is that they or their advisor just don't understand the importance of asset allocation. Now, your brain, I think, is probably automatically going to different assets in the market or risk. But what I'm actually referring to is the fact that different retirement assets are subject to different tax treatment depending on where they are located in your portfolio. IRAs, 401ks, and other traditional retirement accounts are treated a lot differently for tax purposes than appreciated stocks in a brokerage account. Bonds, bank CDs are taxed differently depending on what type of account you have them in. And each different type of account and associated tax treatment can have advantages and disadvantages. So I don't want you to hear me and think that, you know, tax treatment of one type of account is the best or the worst. The key is that a person's overall tax picture can become extremely inefficient when they make the mistake of having most or all of their retirement savings located in only one type of account with just one single type of tax treatment. Wendy, you and I see it all the time. And it's not not the couple's fault, right? I mean, we see this daily. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, somebody said, put every penny you can afford to put away in that 401k. Keep it tax deferred because when you retire, you'll be in such a tiny tax bracket. So we have people come in that have 80, 90, 95% of their wealth in that 401k. And that's great. Sometimes it's substantial numbers. They've been great savers. But now we have a real tax nightmare on our hands that we need to try to unwind. So having some diversification become really, really important. And perhaps the most common example is when a person retires and as I was saying, their only source of money is in that 401k and Social Security. If this is describing your situation, and I want to warn you from a tax standpoint, you might really be boxing yourself into a corner when it comes to taxes and what you'll have to pay in the future. And I don't just mean taxes on your Social Security benefits, but it can affect your entire tax bill when the majority of a person's retirement savings is in a 401k, IRA, or other tax-deferred retirement plan, it becomes easier to fall into this cycle that could lead to falling into higher and higher tax brackets. And this can turn into a big tax problem, especially as tax rates go up in the future. Think about this. As tax rates increase, you can end up with less spendable income. This could force you to withdraw more money from your tax-deferred 401k or IRA in order to have the income to pay bills after you've paid the taxes. But these additional withdrawals will will cause further increases to your taxable income, which can in turn put you in an even higher tax bracket. The more your tax bracket climbs, the less money you have to spend after paying for taxes require even greater withdrawals to make up the difference. And when factoring in how this can also increase the taxable portion of Social Security benefits, boy, it's it's easy to feel as though you're on a retirement tax merry-go-round and, you know, those taxes just keep going up and up and you can't find an exit route. And, and I think, Wendy, that's why it's so important that people consider tax diversification. Yeah, probably a diversification that a lot of people haven't really thought about or considered in the past. As you mentioned, Tony, you know, our parents and grandparents always encourage us, put as much as you can into your retirement accounts. And those had always been traditional for the most part. And in the when you retire, you'll be in that lower tax bracket. Nowadays, we're seeing that a lot of people are very fortunate to have their Social Security benefits, to have their retirement savings accounts, and to have pensions in some cases too. And all of those things can be income, especially if the saving and those 
401ks or retirement accounts were on the traditional side. You know, tax diversification, one big thing that we always look at and we'll talk about a lot, you know, is having that tax-free Roth IRA. Wasn't available to a lot of individuals, you know, until 25 years ago. So they weren't able to take advantage of them. But now the root of the tax problem, I always say is poor planning. And I don't want to say poor planning because you don't want to make anybody feel bad, but it's a lack of being properly tax diversified. You've heard the old adage that it's a mistake to have all of your eggs in one basket. And to avoid this, the common advice is to spread the money in a portfolio among different asset classes or types of investments, right? That's your diversification on your portfolio. This kind of diversification can be effective protecting your portfolio from the impact of a poor performance of any single investment. And we see this is very important as well. You know, and we talk about the different buckets and risk buckets and things that we do as well. However, this is not exactly what I mean by tax diversification. Instead, when diversifying for tax purposes, you allocate money to different accounts that are then taxed differently as well. And we look at those as being your traditional IRA, your traditional 401k, your brokerage accounts on the after-tax or non-qualified side, your Roth IRA. You know, the limited example, I'm just going to give you a combination of that traditional IRA and tax-free. By having these two accounts instead of just one, it provides greater control concerning which account you draw from to get your needed income. For example, each year you might start withdrawing from the taxable IRA while monitoring how close the total of those withdrawals might be to triggering a higher tax in Social Security, as well as how close you are to entering a higher overall tax bracket. And then I'll just throw out also maybe having a higher Medicare premium, something that also needs to be considered when we're reviewing this. Great point. Yeah, and when you get too close to any of these, you switch the source of, of your withdrawals to your Roth IRA. That Roth IRA's beautiful account to have. It is tax-free, Tony. Let's say it again. Tax-free. Tax right? I, I teach my kids, no. Wendy, like, when they can't fall asleep at night, to say tax-free. Absolutely, because what, what other invest, better investment can you have, right? That's I mean, right. we know That's taxes right. are going to be rising. You know, like you said, in 2026, we change our tax brackets. I think keeping things under our control and having that Roth IRA is such a key component to the tax diversification. As you go forward, then, you have those different buckets to choose from. You have different asset classes depending on upon which one's performing better. And then you have the t different tax brackets as well to keep you in a tax bracket for so many different reasons. You know, and withdrawing from that Roth IRA then kind of gives you a little bit of that luxury to maybe get that car if you need it or take that extra vacation because it's tax free and won't impact the taxability of your social security benefits. Great points. And, and lots of number, you know, you think about retirement buckets, are we talking about asset allocation? Are we're talking about risk diversification. Now we're telling you to think about buckets as tax diversification. So I know it may sound complicated, but it really isn't. And under the right circumstances, making these different plans work together can provide significant tax savings. We've seen examples where people, you know, save six figures in taxes over their retirement. But this isn't the only strategy or necessarily even the best strategy for everyone. The key is that you want to sit down with a knowledgeable advisor, a fiduciary, a holistic planner who can evaluate what might work best in your particular circumstances. But make no mistake, taxes could be one of the biggest expenses in retirement, especially if 85% of your Social Security benefits 
are also subject to taxes. Bottom line is that your retirement dreams might easily depend on how proactive you are in all facets of retirement. If you've not engaged in tax planning with a knowledgeable advisor, reach out to a good fiduciary that can help you. I know it's common in the industry. You call your advisor. Advisor says, great question. I'm not an accountant. Call the accountant. And that's why I think it's important to find a firm. We're certainly not accountants, but it's important to find a firm we have and do our clients' taxes. You know, we have a health insurance agent, elder law attorney, so we can bring the right professionals in the room to help people. And you really want a team that's making all parts of this retirement work in your favor. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake and Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake and Associates LLC.